welcome to the Conscious Coaches on the Mission, the podcast where we take super inspiring and profitable mindset, energetics, and online business strategy and get it into the hands of the most heart-centered people like you, creating mission-driven, soul-aligned businesses. I'm your host, Eugenia Oganova. I am a clairvoyant seven-figure business strategist, personal transformation expert, and a messaging energetics coach with over 20 years of experience. I'm the owner and CEO of TranscensionGate.com and the creator of the Conscious Future Method. I'm also a best-selling author of three books, and I've been featured in over 100 publications, specializing in helping spiritual coaches and healers sustainably scale into multiple six and seven figures without forcing themselves to work harder by weaving masculine business strategy to feminine quantum energetics and customizing with their unique soul design and mission. Twice per week, in my 20-minute conversations, I'll be celebrating one lucky conscious entrepreneur on a unique mission, their expertise, business growth, leadership, and contribution to human awakening. Stick around to the end of the show. In 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. Let's do it. Our today's guest is Alana Pratt, and she is an intimacy expert. So welcome, Alana. Oh, it is great to see you again. This is like old home sister week. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So let's start by looking into the intimacy foundation. Like, do you find as an expert on intimacy that um, the capacity that a person has for their self-awareness and self-love and self-worth directly relates to the capacity for intimacy that they have with Um, the world with their partner or even with their clients. Yeah, absolutely. It's completely connected. I believe that intimacy with ourself is like the core building block of our self-realization. If we can't be with ourself, how the hell can we be with anyone else? How the hell can we be with a client? Frankly, how the hell can we be with God, money, like you name it, our body, the whole thing, everything's a relationship. And when we have an intimate, my definition of an intimate relationship is that we're able to open our heart put our walls down, be vulnerable, be transparent, and just be. A lot of times when I first learned to have an intimate relationship with myself, I discovered I didn't have one. I had a very judgmental, critical, or avoidant, abandoning relationship with myself. Anything other than perfect, Mm -hmm. you know, got shoved in the closet. Scared, ashamed, sad, insecure, not a perfect, you know, not perfect. Any of that was like, nope. And pushed it away. So I was just this little, little part of myself desperately seeking your approval in order to feel safe on the inside, approved of on the inside. I was looking totally backwards, outside in. And when I started to look inside out for my worth, I'm like, well, how am I going to find any worth with this insecure, humiliated, you know, scared part of me? This isn't going to work either until I realized, oh, it's not through fixing myself that I become whole. It's through allowing myself, literally being willing to sit with these parts of me that were not socially acceptable or uncomfortable to be with or physically intense to breathe through. It could be physical too, not just a point of view, but be willing to sit with these parts of me forever. And here's the piece, even if they never changed. Mm -hmm. Well, none of us want to be insecure forever. None of us want to have lack forever or any of this. But the idea is if we go in with the intention to change, 
we're saying who we are is wrong. It's a judgment. And that part of us is like, nope, you can go to hell. I'm going to keep that extra 10 pounds. I'm going to keep this abundance issue. I'm going to keep attracting narcissists. Like, no, I need you to learn to love me as I am warts and all, and never have an agenda to change me. Then I'll actually trust you. Then maybe we can come back home together. Then we can be one whole and home. And yeah, so and that's a very interesting a balancing point there, too, because I think a lot of times people look from the standpoint of I just want a pain to go away so I can be in pleasure and enjoyment and abundance. And the way you're talking about it sounds like you're kind of saying that pain is just part of the equation. It's called being alive. <laughs> Welcome to the planet, people. The immature, no offense meant, but the beginner spiritual community thinks wrong, wrongly, incorrectly, that the goal of life is to be perfect and happy and abundant every single moment of the day. And then you die. No, that's insanity. That's called a fantasy. Life is equal pain and pleasure up and down. Uh, we don't learn forgiveness if we haven't been betrayed. How do we even know what abundant was unless we had those months where we didn't know how to pay rent? How could we truly have compassion if we haven't been used or taken advantage of? Like, this is the experience of life. You're not going to have a relationship, a job, a body that's perfect and happy every single day. No, it's not real. And it doesn't lead to people trusting you because it's, it's people inherently know there's something up with them. Either they've lost their capacity for empathy or they're lying, or they're not real. And I don't feel safe. And I need to be perfect around them all the time if I'm going to be near them. So how was your perfect day? My day was perfect. Really? That's intimacy? No, that's just fake. Uh, I call it sprinkles on top of the ice cream cone of shit. Um, It's pretending you're fine when you're not. And I'm not saying go be drama queens. I'm not saying wallow in your sorrow and be a victim of your circumstances. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying when you find, you know, this is all of life. Okay. Half of its pleasure, half of its pain. Here's presence. I can be with it all. That's power. That's living unstoppable because any person, place, circumstance, anything doesn't take you off of, I got this. If it's sad, I can be with it. If it's happy, I can be with it because people can use you. If you're only trying to be happy, they'll try to shine you on and, and say all the right things so that they can hook in with you. That's actually a way we get used as well. Mm -hmm. So that's, leading kind of back to the idea that I think a lot of successful women find it probably difficult to show fully who they are in all the ways, right? Because leadership has been for a long time kind of twisted into this masculine idea of always showing up and look like you got it together, which of course is not real. So when women try to be leaders, sometimes they forget to be feminine leaders. And instead it becomes this uh, mask of uh, kind of pretending that everything is great. So do you find like for your clients that are already successful ladies that Um, are looking for either intimate relationship or maybe just more fulfillment in life and the type of clients that they attract into their world or opportunities that that is mm, a place where they kind of have to like switch gears from this masculine leadership that they've been portrayed, um, you know, for, for a while into something that's much more honest. Yes. That's a beautiful question. In fact, the light, the universe is so funny because the coaching client I had right before this interview, (laughs) He makes about 350 million a year. She's mm-hmm. very 
successful. She's doing a big, humongous speech. And a lot of her perfectionism got her to a certain level of success. Her criticism of her fears, her pushing away of her truth, her disconnection to herself got her to a certain level. But I, I work with her husband as well, and I work with their marriage as well. And it's not in trying to be perfect that brings them closer. It's in opening their hearts, putting down their walls and being authentic that brings in more connection and births actually more creativity, which is actually creating more money in their life. What? Like we can get to a certain level. I guess the whole trend would be maybe we're victims, damsels in distress, and that's not working. So now we're going to be a badass. I'm going to be a boss woman, right? And nothing's going to stop me. And, and, and you can get to a certain level of success, but it also caps off this next level of true regal impact, kings, queens, whatever energies we want to use is, is about intimacy. It's about vulnerability. It's about the power of authenticity. It's about getting up under your clients and inspiring them through your humility and your authenticity, not your accolades and your accomplishments, which creates more separation than connection. So we're looking at what's it going to take to take her business to a billion and attract more people. And that's going to be her relatability, not her accomplishments. Mm -hmm. So as we were just having a conversation around this speech she's giving, we had to integrate some fears. I'm like, do you talk about this in your speech? She's like, oh, I'm like, yeah, it's time for you to go to this next level. It is your, you're no different. You might be a few steps ahead. That's for damn sure. But you're no different and no better than anyone else. So they can relate with you. And I think that will attract more people that feel safe in her presence to be human, that she can empower and take her impact in her business to the next level. Yeah. Do you find that women especially go through stages of the type of relationship they're looking for? Because what you just described with this idea of at first you just sort of codependent or looking for approval, then you're just badass and you just want to be that leader in the semi-masculine way. And then you finally graduate to actually being the queen in the full capacity yeah. of it when you're open and vulnerable. So yeah. do you find that there is... Like if we connect that to a relationship in an intimate sense, that it translates the same way, like first relationships are more mm, approval seeking or mommy daddy issues. And the second is more like, I don't need any of this, screw this, I'm going to just be me. And then, which is kind of like soulmate thing a lot of times, actually, right? Digging yes. deeply into yes. the shadow. But then yeah. there's got to be the next step. I friggin' love you. I'm so glad. <laughs> conversation. Yes, 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 yes. And that's actually what's happening in their marriage, which is about a 30 year marriage. They're moving from each of them just dealing with their own seeking approval and marry me. And now I'm good enough. I'm enough to these two badasses, um, but independent and triggering each other's shadows. And very well said, I call that soulmate where we're, we're facing each other, right? And battling each other and blaming each other. And that's actually when they came to me a few years ago to work with them so we could take them to wholemate or mm. my other company is called Heartmates, my partnering app. So it's, it's what's after wholemate where you're no longer blaming the other, you're sitting in your own stuff to grow, but then you turn into a wholemate relationship where you're beside each other facing out for making a difference with humanity, literally a whole person and a whole person, not half and half, you complete me, but two whole people where you literally begin to awaken. And this is what's so beautiful. Awaken dormant qualities within each other 
that are in there that only this beautiful homemate relationship can awaken because you've been through it all together. And to watch, she he's more creative and she's more visionary. But back in the, the soulmate, no, you're doing it. No, no. They were bickering about this and they still did quite well for themselves. Um, but now that they're here building something even bigger, they're igniting and appreciating each other's unique evolutionary um, gifts to humanity so much more. And they're, they're not just one. And one, over here, it's like half and half equals one. Don't leave. Don't change. I'll control you, right? Over here, it's one and one, whole and whole. But it doesn't even equal two. It's like it equals infinity. Like there's limitless possibilities for all. Yeah, there. it goes away from that whole thing. You complete me, which is the typical soulmate idea into more of I'm a whole person, you're a whole person. And oh. now we're utilizing quantum field for creation of something yes. bigger. Yeah, you compliment me. And it is so beautiful to watch um, what's occurring in the relationship. It's like a it's like a new honeymoon phase, but with so much wisdom and respect and um, self-worth from the inside out, not from the accomplishments outside in. Do you then, find that the similar type of um, an interaction can happen within a um, larger scenario of a business as well, not just in a couple them? Yeah, we're on the same wavelength today. I'm really loving these questions so much. So yes, you can have a whole mate relationship that's personal, romantic, um, familial. It can be like a family member. It could be a business member. It's, it's really your souls have come together to awaken the best in each other and create more than either one of you could apart. Sometimes in this case, they're both romantic partners, husband and wife and business partners. So it's all, it's all in one, but it could definitely be uh, a business partner. Um, so solely, or um, it could even just be a child when they grow into adulthood, there's just some symbiotic thing between the two of you where you, you create a lot of magic together. Yeah. Well, this podcast is called conscious coaches on the mission. So um, do you feel like it's your mission to bring this in or like, can you speak about that a little bit? Hmm. I've never thought about definitely homemade relationships from mm-hmm. soulmate soulmate is definitely part of my mission. It's my own personal story. It's um, what I inspire in, in others, for sure. I take a lot of couples who are bickering at that level of soulmate ready to divorce or awaken mm-hmm. and take them to that next level. It's fun when they also have a business as well. Um, I've never worked with two business people together to take them from soulmate to homemate, but I'm sure I could. Mm-hmm. Um, what I really want us all to realize is that we're not seeking on the outside to be enough to find that intimate relationship with ourself and source and our body's wisdom and, and even our relationship with abundance and money, all of that intimacy. When you then take that into relationship, personal and professional, you have exponential return on investment in your life and you become a leader, but it's more like a role model rather than look at me. I'm the leader telling you what to do. It's more like here I am giving from the overflow as an inspiration to play with me, to be inspired by where I've gone, but I'm not better. I'm just maybe one or two steps ahead in evolution. So there's a real relatability. It's not above. It's um, more like a circular vortex that is, that is shooting up in our impact for humanity. And I love it. And in fact, my partnering app that's called Heartmates we, we say, become the one to find the one to keep the one. And this is the one, of course, we're looking to find, mm-hmm. even though it's out there. When you find this one and you do the work to become the one, i.e. heal your shame, 
all of those unhealed wounds that repel the very love that you're looking for and you're whole and home, never perfect, totally say, you know, no apologies that I'm a hot mess or I'm like badass. Like I'm me, I'm all of it. And when we can take that and find the one, then it's a, it's a vibration. We all know that we can attract the, the aligned love of our life, business partners, clients, where we live, the home we're in, the environment, all the things, the body loses that extra COVID 10, (laughs) whatever it was, it just happens. There isn't this drive. It's just, we act in ways that are honoring of our entire being. And, uh, and I love that I've been able to create, um, it's not a dating app. It's a partnering app because I believe dating apps prey on us trying to be desperate and find the one, but then they don't want us to keep the one or we'll go off the dating app and that's not good business. So they actually are setting us up to fail at love. They make money when we fail at love and I want us to win at love. So this is about the inner work that we do and then about attracting that partner. But then what does it take to keep and thrive with that partner? Once you find your awesome business partner, once you find your awesome lover, believe me, a whole new slew of, of challenges will arise. And we want people to, to, to thrive in that relationship long-term. So yeah, I was just going to ask about when you mentioned challenges, like what place do you find lessons that one has in life uh, have within that transition? Because obviously the initial lessons are pretty much mommy, daddy issues. That's kind of always with the relationship, but then they evolve to, they're still there. I mean, we don't just like learn all our lessons and suddenly become ascended masters all perfect. So what <laughs> happens that you have noticed to this lesson kind of progression that one experiences when they're in a different kind of a relationship level? Yeah. In a, not a soulmate, but a whole mate, or mm-hmm. we call it level, what this new piece that seems to be missing at the soulmate level, it like we can be a stand for us, we can be a stand for our partner, but there's a stand for the us, the we, the, 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 the bubble around the two people, a stand for what's best for the relationship. And it's really a new way of thinking. It sounds like if it hurts you, it hurts me. If it's for you, it's for me. While simultaneously being an allowance not fixing or changing who they are. And while simultaneously being an allowance of your truth, it's a new dance to think about what would be best for us, which is best for all. And I've, I've had a lot of fun interviewing on my own podcast, different couples who are navigating this, this same transition as well. And when one says something that feels like it's not for us to the other person, how do we navigate that? And it's a lot about communication. It's a lot about the difference between our mind's conclusions and our heart's truth and wisdom. It's a lot about following energy and discomfort in the body. And what's the wisdom that the body of the suppressed trauma is telling us as we integrate it back to zero. There's a lot of, yeah, communication, body, and a new point of view about us that this new homemate relationship world is navigating. And I'm learning right alongside of everybody. Yeah, and trust is probably a big part of this communication component. What would you say that trust is directed to? Because at this point, it's not codependent. So it's not just like trusting that the other person won't hurt you or something like that. And Mm -hmm. it's got to be self-trust or trust in the universe. Like, how would you describe that? Yeah, it's all the way back to the become the one phase Mm -hmm. or the find the one before the keep and thrive with the one. In the become the one phase, if we don't come to terms with 
we can't control shit. Everything's uncertain, always has been, always will be. And it's not fair. And it won't be. And I can trust as I become my own back, I have my own back that come what may, I will not, if I get rejected, I will not reject myself. If everything falls to shit, I will still have my own back and I will not blame myself. And I will stay curious as I co-create with the universe, but that ultimately it's a dance. It's a figure eight. I'll put out what I'm going to put out, but the universe has a whole other plan. And so maybe you're in your sixties and you still haven't found your beloved. You're not bad. You're not wrong. You're not late. Maybe you found your perfect partner in your twenties. You're not better than someone who hasn't. So there's a lot of trusting your own journey, your own soul's evolution, doing your best to be aware of others, but not compare um, and be better than or less than so that, you know, and you can look back and go, wow, I've been there for myself all along. I can trust me. Yeah, that's a very beautiful definition of trust, because I think a lot of times people mistranslate that into trusting means that either kind of mommy, daddy, like universe will take care of me, like I'm taking care of or I'm protected and nothing bad will happen to me, or trusting that like my partner won't hurt me, or trusting that if I do the right thing, the clients will show up, or if I do the right thing, then the money will happen. And that's such a kind of a small way of looking at trust, would you say? Yeah, it's kind mm-hmm. to me, it's it's a little naive. It's better than thinking negatively. So yeah, <laughs> anything is better than thinking positive, but it's a little fantasy Pollyanna. Mm-hmm. Good things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people. Like it's, yeah, it's, it always kind of, I, from my perspective, from the quantum field, there is sort of universal rules. Yeah. So the bigger perspective, it's not complete chaos. And there are certain things that we can influence by the type of broadcast frequency we're putting out. Totally. So that's probably how you see it as well. Yeah, right? That's what we're putting out. Like we're completely in charge of that. How mm-hmm. we respond, our vibration, our thoughts, our actions, all of that is in our, in our uh, control. However, then you let go of control and then it goes out to the universe and all of that we're not in control of. But again, we're, con- we're in control of how we respond to it or react to it. So we're, this half of the circle is good. This half, we have no fucking clue. So um, to know that I, I'm okay, I've got my own back and I'm in charge of how I be with the universe. I'm in charge of that. And the rest is a mystery. And when you know you have your own back, you start to get this, um, it's kind of sexy. It's kind of sassy. It's kind of like what you got today, universe. And I, my experience is that you begin to make love with life. Mm-hmm. Penetrate me. What do you have today? right? Because you trust, even if it's a shit show, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. You will grow through everything. Everything has a lesson in it. And you can learn compassion and empathy for the times that are hard. And you don't need to put a cherry on top until you're ready to move mm-hmm. on. There's nothing wrong or bad about just having the fetal position and crying and just really being kind to yourself when it's really, it's all fallen apart. So um, it's a more mis- mature spiritual point of view of what we're in control of and what we're not. And trust always comes back to this one. And I, I did an exercise. Um, I have many processes that I've been trained in and that I train my coaches in. And there was one that um, you sort of interact with an aspect of yourself. And this aspect of myself wanted me to die alone where nobody knew any of the impact that I made. And no, there was no difference that I could quantify that I made. And be able to, and I, for some reason, it showed me Newfoundland in an outer on deck chair looking at this. I don't know why, but that's where I, it took me to. And I sat there and I just remember taking my last breath and nobody knew me. 
and I made no sizable, measurable impact. And I was enough. I was enough. And yeah, like, can we be enough when all of that falls away? If there's no money, no job, no success, no relationship, no, no anything. Nothing. Yeah. No child, no man, no nothing. And could I still stay connected and feel home and one with myself? And that was very important to me so that my actions aren't based in, in order to look good, be safe, make a difference, couldn't like all that kind of stuff. And it, it's allowed me to trust in my relationship with myself in the face of anything, which I've needed to call on, on times of great blame or rejection, or the money goes up, the money goes down, or the investor doesn't come through, or the app still has bugs in it. You know, the, the various things that I'm dealing with. I'm, I've cultivated and it's, I'll never get there, but I keep cultivating this place of, I love me. Yeah. And it's a very good trust anchor. Um, So like to get to the place where you can imagine all of the things fall away and can you still love yourself? Because then it becomes like in the quantum field, like an anchor to go back to in dark times. Yeah. And then you can have that as your root, your foundation when you're on a date, because if you don't have that and you're on a date, we're like, well, if I don't, it's a warm body, at least it's better than being alone. (laughs) At least nobody will love me. Right. Like we make up these crazy things Mm -hmm. where we settle and we talk ourselves into or out of crazy things because we haven't found that place of trust and home intimacy with self on the inside. And we'll maybe, I mean, I learned the hard way. My very first investor in my company ended up taking 120K of my money, saying he'd give me the return of half a million and away we'd go. Well, he never returned. And when I looked at the lesson in that, it's because I didn't have that level of, I will talk to 100 investors if I have to until I find the right one. Mm-hmm. It was the first one. I didn't have to do all that hard stuff. I didn't have to face all my fears. I didn't have to grow and evolve. That was the lesson. So then that cultivated that capacity to go, okay, if I need to talk to a hundred of these people, I'm only going to be in business with somebody of integrity who sees me. So we learn no matter what, Mm -hmm. um, everything's here to help us grow. But if we can get there without having to lose 120 K, I would love to give you that gift. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say to the people who feel too different? I run into that a lot, that entrepreneurs who are especially spiritual coaches or healers or some transformational mentors, they feel like um, they are like, don't fit into the kind of normal in quotes world. So because of this, everything feels like normal things don't apply to me. I'm too different. And that goes for business, for relationships, for romantic relationships, for all of it. What would you say to people like that? Because there's definitely something to say to the fact that they actually are more sensitive probably than majority of population. But how would you? I just say, good on you. Awesome. I love being different. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I mean, have compassion for the part of you that doesn't feel like you fit in. Mm -hmm. Have compassion for the part of you that wants to create a different way of doing business or a different way of doing relationship but friggin' celebrate that you're different because there's when you're the same and you got to be the same and fit in, there's all this comparison. You got to stay in the box. It's like very uh, compacting, contracting, but when you're different, there's no rules. You can make shit up. You can do it the way you want. You're literally a pioneer. You're on the cutting edge of humanity. Just letting your inspiration reveal its truth and then acting. It's, it's like, it's intense because it's a clean open slate. There's really no path to follow. 
Um, oh, but- that's exactly what I always tell all my clients is that that same thing is that if you're different, good for you. Congratulations. Yeah, awesome. You already got the marketing just by that. <laughs> you already yeah. took out. <laughs> yeah. no, let's just package that. But this is awesome. So I'm sure the same thing would go for relationships. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, some, some people are like, I like having my own house and he has his own house. And I'm like, on that's good. Mm-hmm. What else do you like? What else would make you happy? What else? Exactly. Would you like? Exactly. It's cleaning yeah. all the rules away and just going with what is actually true on the inside. Sounds like that's kind of your motto. <laughs> yeah. And then to have a whole community of people that live according to their truth. So right. while you're different compared to the rest, we've got a whole group of us and we're all different. So exactly. you feel home and you're inspired by each other's difference. Um, and it's quite, we're just very naughty and, uh, <laughs> and we have a lot of fun and we cry, we swear and we dance, um, and we create and we have each other's back and we help each other through really dark times when the rest of the world is making you wrong for your choices. And that does, you do need to have a community or coaches that, uh, are there for you. Cause it does hurt and not to pretend it doesn't. Yeah, well, that's a nice segue too. like I was going to say, if somebody wanted to work with you, like maybe they're looking to create a relationship, maybe they are in business in a successful kind of position and they're finding that it's very difficult because the typical alpha males don't make it because they're too shallow and the other types they just can't find and so on. How would they maybe start like finding this in your world? Oh, I would love it. We have a beautiful community. Yeah. A lot of us successful, crazy, awesome, weird, <laughs> sexy ones. <laughs> um, so my site is my name, Alana Pratt. And on it is an intimacy blind spot. Uh, there's an assessment that you can take that's absolutely complimentary. There's a there's a call, an intimacy breakthrough experience call you can have with my intimacy success advisor. There's ways to discover if you're a fit to work with us or if the way I, I look at the world is in resonance with you. Um, and so, yeah, go to my site and take either the complimentary quiz or sign up for uh, a breakthrough call with her name's Natalie, my intimacy success advisor. And you'll know, you'll get great value of really seeing what are, what are the emotional band-aids? What are the blind spots? What but uh, cause clearly we could all, if we all figure it out, we would, right. It's mm-hmm. I, it's going to be a blind spot. I just spent the last three days with one of my coaches in Salt Lake city going, Oh God, I didn't see that. Oh God, I'm 52. And it's still, I'm still a student. So just having this fresh outlook, like we never get there and every new blossom of the Lotus flower as it opens is another way of being even more who we are more free to give and also to receive. Yeah. Like um, enjoying the journey instead of just looking to get there finally. Thank you. We're definitely about savoring the journey that the journey is the destination, not the destination. We're not, we accomplish a lot. I've already spoken of the amount of money a lot of my clients make, but it's not about the goal anymore because Mm -hmm. we've done that. We've gotten it and we're not happy. So it's about something deeper and richer from the inside out. And, oh, uh, this is so beautiful. And, you know, you and I can talk forever, but we do have to wrap up. So thank you so much, Alana, for being here. And th- this was a really fun conversation. And hopefully this would open up some um, ideas for people as they were hearing different um, views on trust and intimacy and so on. So thank you yeah. so much for being here. Thank you. It's great to see you again. I loved your questions. I love how deep we go so fast. So thank you for having me. Huge love to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Conscious Coaches on a Mission. If you are a successful coach, mentor, or a healer who would like to be a guest on my podcast, please visit transcensiongate.com slash podcast. 
Are you the type of person who loves to help? If you got something out of this interview, I would love you to share this episode on a social media. Just take a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Would love for you to shout us out on Facebook and Instagram at Eugenia Oganova. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on a social media and let them know about the show. And please include the hashtag Conscious Coaches on a Mission. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. I'm regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and the guests. It means a lot. Want to know more? Go to my website, transcensiongate.com, to advance your consciousness and scale your business in a sustainable way using wealth energetics and soul design. And join my Facebook group called High Ticket Clients Energetics for Spiritual Coaches. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.